and this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jamie Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix up popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all. This is the Hello and welcome to the Best Movie 2 pod, the podcast that tells you what movie to watch in any given situation. Uh, you've got me, your host, Jamie Allerton, we've got producer Ben, making sure we don't say anything slanderous, and our guest this week is comedian and TikTok influencer, Luke Poulton. Hi Luke. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very good. You? Right, put your phone down for a second, you didn't need to bring your ring light here, Luke, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about some movies today, so uh, don't be doing your B-reels while we're doing this, okay? <laughs> and we'll we'll start with our IMDb list. Every week we asked our guests just to to see where they are on the film knowledge scale, how many of the IMDb top one hundred they've seen. Uh, so what was your number today? Uh, Seventy four. Oh, that's that's strong. I think maybe there's only one that beats that. Uh, so which of these movies would you add one hundred million dollars to their budget to see what happens? Um, Psycho. Oh, Psycho, nice. So he could actually afford to do it in colour now. That'd be yeah, good. More flushing toilets. <laughs> uh, no chocolate syrup for the blood. <laughs> yeah, a real wig, maybe. Real wig. Yeah. Real skeleton. Can afford to have someone properly fall down the stairs instead of doing that weird... So just to explain, if you've not seen Psycho, it's one of the most famous shots in cinema history where someone is stabbed at the top of the stairs and uh, Hitchcock went really creative and had... The, the actor kind of just moves down the stairs as they still look at the camera, which at the time was like, oh, wow, this is great storytelling. But now, like, I've been to screenings of Psycho where it's it's pretty funny now. <laughs> it just looks like he's stepping down the stairs, but he's, he's like, flailing his arms wild, wildly, but he's not falling down the stairs. He's just slowly moving away from the camera. <laughs> did, Jamie, did you give yours of what you'd give a uh, $100 million to budget-wise? Oh, $100 million. Do you, do you know what? Uh, just to wind people up, Top Gun Maverick. Give him a hundred million. Yeah, I'd, I'd, do you know what? I'd use a hundred million to CGI in an actual uh, nation that they go up against instead of it being completely random. For a hundred million, you could fund their air force. You could like give, yeah. give a, like give North Korea more money. Get them, get get them to build their air force, and then shoot them down in real time. Yeah, or oh, um, Casablanca, but a hundred million to do a sequel, Casablanca two, and Rick just changes his mind at the end and goes after the plane, and he's like, "Hang on, no, actually, you know, I'm pretty horny now. <laughs> I'd had a few drinks, so obviously I'd limp dick. But now, I mean, he's a scientist, so." Probably just doing missionary, isn't he? So is it missionary and then he leaves and just gets back on the plane? Yeah. Oh, no, in the plane. Oh, he's in the, pl- in he's in the plane. In, in yeah. the plane, yeah. Is that the opening scene of yeah. Casablanca? Where's somewhere near Casablanca that we can call it? Uh, Marrakesh. Yeah, there you go. That'd be perfect. The sequel to Casablanca, the long-awaited sequel to Casablanca, Marrakesh. Channing Tatum plays Rick. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the lady's name. Ilsa? Oh, um... Yeah, it's completely gone. Yeah. Wow. Just the the laddiest podcast possible. <laughs> I can't remember the female in Casablanca. I think the laddiest podcast talks about Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one I'd want to see that money go to is um, Parasite and just... 
Bong Joon-ho, like trying to make a movie about class and like uneven wealth distribution, and have, him. To, have to somehow like hide a hundred million in the budget. But he's doing it with like a flavor flav, yeah. like a gold clock around his neck. They just have like Madonna as a live-in like musician. Just no no explanation of it whatsoever. Oh, you could do. You could give that hundred million to the pianist and say. You can have this hundred million, Roman, as long as you come to America to collect it. <laughs> and then be like, no, 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 we're not going to tell the police, don't worry. And then as soon as he shows up, you know, the, the suitcase opens, but it's just handcuffs. Pow, pow. <laughs> we got you. He's like, oh, no, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, like in Kill Bill 2, when like, the snakes are under the, uh, yeah. the money. <laughs> as soon as he puts his hands in. Should we move on to our topic? Uh Who's your least favourite race? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because of the, some of the stuff that you text me. Uh, <laughs> we're, talking, uh, we're talking movie bombs this week. So the uh, the big question that we're having asked to, to ourselves is, uh, what is the best movie to have bombed? Um, um, as, Spade. They've got a good bomb in. <laughs> is, that talk- is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but... Sure, we can talk about the best, the best movie bombs. <laughs> but for, for seriously though, Luke, take it seriously. Come on, <laughs> this is a serious podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I thought maybe uh, start with some old bombs, bombs that people uh, don't remember are bombs. So for me, like the oldest one that I remember is "It's a Wonderful Life." Did you know "It's a Wonderful Life" bombed originally? I did not know that. No. So, so this is this is where I get to tell one of my big old <laughs> nerd film stories. Uh, ben will love this. Uh, so, it's a wonderful life. Uh, when that came out, uh, it, it bombed at first, and it bombed so badly that the studio didn't want to keep the rights to it. So, <laughs> when uh, when TV companies were trying to think of things to show at Christmas that they didn't have to pay for, they all started <laughs> showing it's a wonderful life for Christmas. And then it just became an American tradition to watch It's a Wonderful Life. But in his time, Frank Capra, when he made It's a Wonderful Life, everyone was was like, what the fuck is it? It's so depressing. Like, (laughs) you've got a family film where the guy wants to kill himself towards the end. Everybody's pretty evil in it as well. The villain doesn't get his comeuppance. His uncle, whose fault it is, they should have like took him out of the back and beat him with bricks a long time ago. Is it only a you as well? This yeah, it's a you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a family film, and people are like, "Come on, kids, come watch." <laughs> Do you know how when your dad comes in from work and he just looks tired and miserable? This is the film that is going to explain why. This is the film that is going to explain how you suck the life out of him and how he never got to follow his dreams. Anyway, Mingy Keys when when the angel gets his wings. But yeah, that, so that bombed. That's a that's a shocker. Uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory apparently bombed. Apparently, only made wasn't it something like nine million, but then it all well, they cost a lot more. But yeah, it was I think a big bomb for them, and then it only became. Luckily, they kept the cost of production down because of the slave labor, because they didn't pay the umpa lumpers, which was good. Um, again, though, there's <laughs> like it's, re- it's revered as a classic now. Like, did you watch it in school? I don't know. I watched, yeah, I watched it when I was, yeah, very, very. Yeah, and young, you, so. you never think like when you're a kid, you don't think of the finances of movies. No, do you? Like when you, when you went to see Jurassic Park, I, I wasn't sat there like, oh, because I've came here twice to see this. The grocers are really going to be impressive <laughs> on this. 
uh, you know, I'm, we're really going to see some subpar sequels down the line. You just are excited. And so when, when films that are like a core part of you bomb, it's quite a surprise. Like to, like Jim Wilde is amazing in uh, Willy Wonka. And it's, it's one of them, another one where they do a re-release and it makes an amazing profit. I think yeah, they yeah. did a re-release in like 97, probably because George Lucas was trying to do his re-release and they were like, Right, hang on, we'll have Han Solo shoot Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, what would improve Willy Wonka on a re-release? I'd say have the kids die. Have, them actually, have the kid actually drown when he falls yeah. into the... Augustus Gloop drowns. Uh, um, Mike TV, uh, what's happened? He, he, he shrinks, stuck, doesn't he? Stuck, stuck in a TV, doesn't he? Yeah. Do, yeah. Um, then the... Veruca Salt. Eaten by squirrels. Yeah. No, she turns purple, then. She's no, that, that's um, Violet Beauregard. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she yeah. should explode. Yeah, she explodes, mm. but it's, like, really disgusting. Like, a, like in the, the the end of the first Blade, like, just a huge, wet blood <laughs> explosion. <laughs> and parents... A 30-second shot on her face, just as it's... <laughs> and then every, every parent reaction should be, like, Sean Penn in Mystic River. Where he's like, is that my daughter? That exploded. <laughs> and then they're wheeling out there like half the body. There you go. And they, that's where we give a hundred million. Hundred million Willy Wonka. to add the child death scenes in Willy Wonka. Um we're happy with that? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite director is John Carpenter, and he is an absolute bomb merchant. Like, <laughs> Like John Carpenter for me creates like some of the best movies in the world. Uh, producer Ben has only just seen Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, watched it last uh, night. Yeah, yeah, and loved it. I really I liked it. Yeah, it's it. It the, there's so much stuff it does really well, but it is. It's not a simple watch. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on that you have to like. It, he's throwing a lot at you. Well, I think that's why it bombed because people. It's, if you as soon as you start making something complex, uh, you know, not to bad mouth the planet that I live on, but people generally are pretty thick. <laughs> That's why Avatar has made all the money. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think with a film like that, it's not been until recently that we've, again, got films that are a bit, like, wacky and a bit weird and out there. Yeah. Because that's what Big Trouble in Little China is. It's something that was a bit different for its time, and I think people weren't sort of ready for it. Even you could that, put Big Trouble in Little China next to Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'd say they tonally match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're subversive. You've got a main character who's actually an idiot and is like a joke of the ideal American protagonist. But uh, people weren't ready for it. Yeah, it's but also like it's when like just Chinese gangs come out of nowhere and you just sort of have to <laughs> kind of get on board with that happening. Like it, it, it felt it had the sort of comedic sensibilities of more modern ones, but then just stuff happens. You just have to accept that it's happened. There's no logic behind yeah. it. Just, well, this is this is the thing that's happened now. Get on board. And it, it does kind of suggest that every, like, uh, Chinese person in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco has some understanding of, like, the mystic arts, mm. which I guess, because it's not made by a Chinese person, you could see it as, like, is this what you think? <laughs> Do you think everybody knows Kung Fu? Is that? Yeah, there's also quite a lot of the fight scenes. I imagine th there's a lot of Chinese actors in it, but there probably weren't enough Chinese stuntmen available at the time. There's a lot of white dudes. 
<laughs> like, you don't see him in like the wide shots, but then when you see someone getting thrown over, you see, oh, okay, cool. That that guy just went through a window. That, that dude was fully white. That was just tourists going through Chinatown <laughs> at the time. Well, maybe they're just the worst ones at fighting. <laughs> uh, do you do you ever get angry uh, if you hear something is bombed? Um, yeah, if it's a film that I've really really enjoyed, like there's been some that I've looked at on this list that bombed, and I was quite sad that they bombed because um. I can see one that you've uh, you've got written down that we'll talk about later. That... What are you on about? I do these all off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is all straight from my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, uh, weirdly, two ones that I hated bombing because it just reflected badly on like the state of where cinema was going are uh, Ryan Gosling movies because Blade Runner 2049 and The Nice Guys both bombed. Uh and Blade, have you seen both of those? Yeah, Blade. I was I was surprised at Blade Runner twenty because it's got such a good like following to it now. Yeah, but the fact that it yeah it bombed because it was how much was it? It cost it was like one hundred fifty million, and I think it still only made like two hundred and so it, it fifty million. I think it, it lost when you take like production and marketing. Yeah, yeah. it lost about eighty million for the studio, and it just means that studios make less risks when you do that. And it's weird to think of uh, like a, a, a sci-fi with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford as a risk off the back of like something that has a brand, but it's because it was well made, it was smart, it was really fucking slow <laughs> as well. <laughs> like I was, I remember being sat in the cinema just loving how many like Saturday night dickheads were getting really upset at how slow paced it was. I am um, so because I used to. With with stand up, I used to ask an audience member like, "What's the worst movie you've ever seen?" And a guy generally said, "Blade Runner 2049." And I was like, "You really haven't seen that much, have you? If you think that's the worst, <laughs> your movie next you've question ever should seen. have been, when are you going to kill yourself? Is it <laughs> is it going to be as soon as this show is finished?'" <laughs> but that's what I mean, because then we get kind of lowest common denominator movies. You get the really dog shit movies that you get on Prime and Netflix now, <laughs> where I'd say Extraction is like that's a that's have you seen Operation Fortune, right? No, the the new um, <laughs> Guy Ritchie, the new Guy Ritchie, uh, yeah, Jason that, Statham. We didn't even, in America; they got it in cinemas. In the UK, we just got it straight to Amazon Prime. Yeah, have you watched it? It's, it's, it's a just such a bland action movie. <laughs> doesn't really do much well guy richie's moved into a weird space well, he? he did what was it he did the gentleman and then he did um wrath of man which was mm. both, both actually really strong yeah. films and then he's done this operation fortune well, it doesn't even feel like a film that's done by him he did a a king arthur movie that's, which an, was, that's another that's another box office bomb yeah and that's one that i'm like we'll move into this in a bit but <laughs> movies that were glad bombed <laughs> we do not need any more King Arthur movies? Well, we don't need the ones them. with David Beckham in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Beckham in. I won't even say has anyone seen it because have you seen it? You've seen it, haven't you, Luke? Yeah. Oh, you piece of shit. Hated it. It's when, it's when Guy Ritchie decided to do a weird thing of David Beckham cameo in like three of his movies. <laughs> he plays a German guy in uh, The Man from Uncle, just mm-hmm. a random projectionist. And this is David Beckham doing a German accent. You're like, why have you got him for? <laughs> this is what makes me hate Guy Ritchie because I have so much hope for like the Man from Uncle, great film, should not have bombed. <laughs> Aladdin is the weirdest fucking thing to have got. We got Aladdin too coming. So, <laughs> I, I, if you're going to give Aladdin to Guy Ritchie, let it be a Guy Ritchie movie. Snatch. Yeah, 
French Aladdin. Oh, yes. Snatch. Snatch bread. <laughs> <laughs> you rub my fucking lamp. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. We'll pitch that, Aladdin 2. We're sorted. <laughs> but uh, we have moved into a fun space because this is less sad and dour. Movies that were glad bombed. Do, have you got any movies that you're like, yeah, you take that? Oh, Cats. <laughs> I saw it. The thing is, I saw Cats opening day. <laughs> I went so early. Uh, what, at the premiere? <laughs> and I got to see the version that, because they did the whole, the director was like, we need to get this out before Christmas. I think they released it still on, maybe it was actually Boxing Day or maybe the day before Christmas. But they were like, we need to get this out as soon as possible. But they hadn't checked the CGI. So I got, yeah. I got to see the cut where Judy Dench put her hand up and it's just her normal human hand <laughs> with a wedding ring. Yeah, they did a crazy, like, it was like a, a patch. Like yeah, a they, had to, they patch. had to, this the first time in, a, they, they had to send a patch yeah. to the cinema to be like, please update the film because we've sent you the wrong yeah. version. The, the version we've sent you has James Corden in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah when he appeared on screen mate it just ruined it even <laughs> even more i was already like confused by the, there's like every other cat doesn't wear shoes and then this this, <laughs> this great dancing cat turns up and he's just wearing shoes on their back feet is that jason derulo no this was they're like twin cats uh, but then you... these dancers they appeared in 22 jump street as well <laughs> They're just these random dancers that just appear in all these films. Yeah, they just had trainers on. But Jason Derulo does oh. appear, and um, it's it's very creepy. Is he yeah. the best part of it? No, he makes it even worse <laughs> as well. Does he? Does he say his own name? No, I'm always that's what I was really upset well, about. Because I would I would have Jason Derulo say Jason Derulo or Taylor Swift say Taylor Swift yeah. or Judy Dench while she's licking her arsehole say Judy Dench. <laughs> I I reckon cats though. Because it's one of them, like, it's bizarre and bad. Yeah. I think that'll get called status. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like The Room. Like it, It's just there's the really weird part where Rebel Wilson has, I think it's cockroaches with like her head on them. And it's just <laughs> nightmare fuel to see. And I'm, I was sat in the cinema thinking, what is happening? I remember two people, 20 minutes in, walked out. Oh, really? Didn't come back, and I was thinking, I should have probably that was done the that. But I just, I just stayed sitting there watching the whole thing, <laughs> thinking, this can't get any worse. <laughs> And but it does. It does. Is there any dogs in it? No, no oh. dogs. You hear Maybe. some barking at one point, but that's it. <laughs> there was probably someone bringing a dog in. <laughs> uh, another one I'm I'm glad bombed. Tenet. Tenet, yeah. yeah. I remember that was when when all the cinemas were saying, right, we can't show any other film at the moment, but we're just going to have 20 screens a day of that. People, I think people that work in at Cineworld had their shifts cut down because they were like, we're not showing any other movies, so there's no point in you coming in. We're just showing this. But I, I think it's, I saw it in a, in a packed cinema, but it was like he was still releasing it mm. when um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm still going to release it with COVID and that. And it was, the, it was it was just weird. I don't, I don't, like, I've liked a lot of Christopher Nolan films, but that one, I was really, really bored. Yeah. Somehow he made the concept of going in a machine that, reverses time boring how do you make that like dull how <laughs> i laughed at the thing is when everything was going backwards i started laughing at parts because there's one part where he's walking backwards but they've got a seagull in the shot as well and the <laughs> seagull just starts flying backwards <laughs> i was like how am i meant to be taking this seriously right now well, well, what what annoyed me i know it's a 12 so on a pg-13 so you have to be careful with what you're showing but they should have had someone go for a shit in the in the reverse time and because oh. does 
does the is that like part of their bioorganic mass that it, it would come out, or is it? Yeah, that's the thing you don't see enough films where people take toilet breaks. No, you should have had that. <laughs> no, even if he was just pissing, you see the piss going backwards. That would have been that would have been it like a moment of levity. Uh, my, the 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 ch- second where I um, I checked out on Tenet and said, I, I, Nolan, I hate you, <laughs> is when he had the main character who he calls the protagonist. Oh yeah, yeah. That, which really, again, pretty clever, arrogant. Yeah, he has the protagonist do pull ups. Uh, on a boat and I was looking at it like that's this is such a weird scene like he's he's just going from one place to another he's on a public boat why is he doing pull-ups and then I realized that pull-up is a palindrome like Tenet and it's Nolan like looking at the camera going hey pull up hey did you get it I was like, and so I was like I'm glad you're not making what about, any money. What about the audio as well yeah, <laughs> when they're on the boat and it sounds like he just got someone putting a hairdryer into the microphone. Yeah, he, yeah, he just loves not record audio that you yeah. can't even hear. And it's arrogance where he's like, "Well, you know, the audience don't need to hear everything." You're like, "Yeah, we don't need to see your fucking films, mate." You know, everybody else understands how to record audio. He understands how to do it, but then arrogantly he goes, "I know what they're saying, so it's fine." Um, and. I just know I've I've not seen Tenet. I just know it must be so bad because that was like the first movie you could watch in months during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. So for you, who loves going to the cinema more than anything, if you didn't enjoy it after like after months in the desert, barren, unable to watch movies, <laughs> you find an oasis of a movie and you go, actually, do you know what? I'll just keep going. This what? there must be some water down the road because this is not quenching my thirst. What? Budgets are all getting absolutely out of control um and i think we're starting to lose like limitations on movies now like the last five marvel films have started they're struggling aren't they and is that because they've gone right this scene is going to be as a director you don't need to worry about this because we've got a vfx company that we're mistreating (laughs) doing this if the let's say the last doctor strange movie was a 60 million budget and they just gave Sam Raimi sixty million. I think that would be a much better film. Definitely. I, still, I, was, I, don't know. I was hoping you'd argue with me on that. No, can, I still, I still. I could be like, you shut your fucking mouth. Get off my podcast. Was, I love Sam Raimi, but I still think he did do the best with making the horror elements of that. Yeah, but it still felt like quite a weak um, multiverse yeah. whatever movie it was meant to be. Just, I mean, if you did want to do a budget version of. A multiverse movie it's everything everyone wants <laughs> yeah, there you go, which, yeah. which i just looked was made for which, was that 20 uh, million it's as 14.3 to 25 million which seems like a big range but <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah about 10 million give or take but yeah like that's i think them coming out in the same year and obviously yeah. if you watch both it's, it's very obvious which is the better movie yeah um it's just yeah. insane that like the the lower your budget goes the more creative you can be um because there could have been a dildo fight in dr <laughs> strange <laughs> You want to see Patrick Shear come back with hot dog fingers. <laughs> hot dog feet, and then he can walk. <laughs> just a big hot dog head. Just that bald head, just like bouncing back and forth in the chair. He's like, I don't think this is going to make any money. <laughs> I used to be in Shakespeare. <laughs> um, another a series that has had like quite a few bombs and where they keep resetting annoyingly is the Terminator franchise. The Terminator franchise, we have now seen them try to kickstart three new trilogies 
instead of just going let's sit down make make a good story and that that's quite annoying well dark fate was their biggest bomb wasn't it yeah which was actually the best well, much out of the sequels apart from two. I think the thing that bothers me about dark fate is that the terminators what is his name what was his name now oh uh, uh yeah because he's shouting it at the end um it's something like it's not brian is it but what well, producer ben can you see what arnie's name is in dark fate okay uh because uh, he's a the t100 slash carl carl carl, carl. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah carl is no longer he now has emotions and has a wife yeah he feels guilty for killing john connor yeah and then he goes to put on the sunglasses at one point as well and then just doesn't put them on yeah that's growth yeah so um, but I, I quite like that. I thought tonally it was better than um, Genesis Ice. Oh, God. Yeah, that one was a... Cause Ge- Terminator Genesis had the same issue that, um, say, Miles Kanada having the lightsaber in um, in Star Wars of... How'd you get that? Oh, I'll tell you another time. In Terminator Genesis, there's an Arnie that goes back in time to save a very young Sarah Connor. And they go, well, who who sent that, Arnie? And they're like, he's had his memory wipe. So we, because as a writer's room, we've just been hoofing really subpar cocaine. <laughs> like, it's the grey stuff that cost us $80 a pack. <laughs> we don't know who sent it. So we're just going to say, no, I can't remember, can you? It's like, imagine if, like, the, the very end of Usual Suspects, he dropped a cup and it just went, ah, oh, we're not sure, <laughs> on the bottom. Don't know. Was James Cameron still said even after Dark Fate because he's still somehow mm. apparently he still approved the whole story yeah. and agreed to all it said that there's still going to be two more after Dark Fate. Uh, the the main problem with the Terminator franchise, I'd say, is the Terminator is not the main story. The main story is AI eventually will like turn on us and destroy us. And the Terminator is just a very, very sad. It's like, it's like a, you know, it's a weapon. If you if you made you know a, a film about World War Two, and then you know a, a, a one sniper rifle happened to do something important in one battle, and then the next movie everyone went, well, we need to have that sniper rifle back. And you go, no, that's not what was important about the battle. The battle was the important part. And we're going to tell this story like, yeah, but everyone really liked the sniper rifle, so. We're gonna have five films where somehow this one gun keeps coming back into me. Like that's not the story. We're telling the story about how Winston Churchill, you know, he lost a job and then he got back into you know, and like yeah, but can we have the sniper rifle? Because the sniper rifle stopped being the governor of California now, so he wants to come be the sniper rifle again, and we'll call him Carl. That's all going in. That's <laughs> absolute gold. T- two things. One is surely that is we're waiting on. Oppenheimer 2, this time it's Nagasaki. Like that, is, <laughs> that is the exact film you've just described. One weapon in World War oh, 2 God. and making a whole film about it. That's, and to, Winston Churchill lost his job. Can, can you just explain what, what are you referring to? Oh, well, I was talking about World War 2 in general, but Winston Churchill, he, in '45, he stopped um, being Prime Minister. Didn't yeah, he? And, then, uh, and then Clement Antley. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then in 1951, Winston Churchill was Prime Minister again. All right, I was, just, I was curious that what bit you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So, is there any any um, movies that bomb that you think people should see? Like, what's your what's your favourite? 
Um, pay attention. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, ruining my silly podcast. The Iron Giant, Brad Bird, who went on to do Mission Impossible, <laughs> Ghost Protocol, and The Incredibles. So the, Yeah, The Iron Giant is an animated movie based on the Ted Hughes book. Oh, my God. Look at that, me remembering Vin, stuff. Vin Diesel voice, a robot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Vin Di- we've worked out where Vin Diesel should be. It should be not on camera, and it should be really... Like monosyllabic, easy to understand same, phrases. Saying three words. Yeah. And that's it. Superman uh, and Yeah, Superman. I am Groot. I am Groot. Um family. <laughs> so we got we've got yeah, Fast Furious <laughs> X coming. I love the Iron Giant. It's a, it's a weird one that because it's it, yeah, it's one of my favourites, but I think is that Warner Brothers? Yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, and they really messed up the market and where they thought it was just gonna be like, we'll put this out, but it's a tiny little movie and then all of the test screeners they did, people were like, this is amazing. But it was too late for them to do, because normally they do like a Burger King uh, or, or a McDonald's like tie-in, and they hadn't sorted anything. So they, the film just kind of came out flopping and flailing, and they just hoped on word of mouth. All the critics loved it. Well, it cost, what was it? It cost 70, or, what, 70 to 80 million to make, and only made 31 million. And that's less. That's yeah. If you look at the numbers, that's less. <laughs> but yeah, it's well, it's got a cult following now. Yeah. Um, even Brad Bird put in in his film Tomorrowland, which is is another film that bombed. <laughs> but there's an Iron Giant reference in the background, and there's even an Iron Giant reference in The Incredibles. So he's still carried over in all his in his yeah. films. That's. I'm glad that Brad Bird got to keep a career off the back of it because yeah, he made Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol. Is that the Burj Khalifa one? Um, if I remember, Ghost Protocol is where he climbs the glass building. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, because Tom Cruise obviously is trying to commit suicide via stunt, <laughs> and his well, stunt team just keep him motor, alive. We've got a big motorbike stunt <laughs> yeah. in the new film. I imagine he was like, what about on this shot, we don't pack my parachute? Like, <laughs> no. Tom, we have to pack the parachute. What is it in? It's in the last. I think it's the last one. He, you know, when he does a jump across buildings. Oh, he broke he, his he leg. He broke his leg, yeah. and he still carried on running across the building. That's the power of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting cut, isn't it? <laughs> if there's one group I don't want after me. <laughs> but where is Shelley Miscavige? Come on, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So Iron Giant. We'll throw that in there. Any others? Uh, Dread. Um, I don't normally see stuff in 3D, and I saw mm. this in 3D, and the actual 3D of it is actually surprisingly good because I think they actually filmed a lot on yeah. 3D cameras. I wasn't expecting him to aim his penis at the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's through the logo, through the drag yeah, logo. Yeah, right at the start. <laughs> he does keep his helmet on. <laughs> it took, he, gets, he gets his helmet out. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, I'm doing deep research on the Wikipedia page, but it says, Dread was primarily shown in the UK in 3D and 2D screenings were notoriously limited as the district yeah, yeah. denied cinema's request for 2D prints, which is if if you wanted, you just couldn't watch it in 2D because they were like they were so certain it was good in 3D, which might be right, but then people were like, eh, I can't. Well, yeah, it was, it was weird because it's it's a lot of um lot of glass smashing, yeah, and on the slow mo scenes, it's like this weird smoke, so that all came out of the screen at you. So they did, it wasn't just like gimmicky stuff 
like when they Friday the 13th part three just had like Jason putting the axe yeah. at the screen always machete at the screen or someone punching or someone I think Freddy did putting, a 3D putting a yo-yo at the camera yeah. they had those but with this it actually had proper things yeah. like, coming out but also like you. all three of us are glasses wearers and he does make 3D, yeah. It's, yeah, it, 3D like, yeah. it might look better but it's going to be annoying and I'm going to spend a lot of time like fidgeting <laughs> yeah. and just like you well, know adjusting those, them they used to do those stick-on ones they don't do them anymore <laughs> you used to be able to put them on top yeah, yeah that's because you'd look too cool um, yeah, I wish Dread had, uh, had been successful. Alex Garland's had a couple of rough ones because Annihilation bombed as well. Yeah. Didn't well, Annihilation was so it was a Netflix movie, but it still got released like a big mm. release before it was put on Netflix in America, and it got a UK release. I think for about a week. Yeah. Um, and they kind of did that thing of going, "It's in the cinemas, but look, don't worry, we're gonna put it on Netflix." Yeah. Which, as a director, you must be like, can you fuck off? <laughs> well, they keep doing that, the weird thing with films. Like, the newest Luther came out. Mm. They put that in the cinema for a week before releasing it on Netflix. <laughs> no one went and saw no. it. It got, it got shown in hardly any cinemas as well. They did like this, a release of that. I, I watched it on Netflix, and it was a week too long in the cinema. Yeah. Like, that, that yeah. is a dreadful movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. But also, like, when if you're moving something from... You're used to watching it as a serialized TV show, and then they go, "We're now we're doing the movie." It better be cinematic. Like when they went from uh, Firefly to Serenity, it was cinematic. It was like this is worth watching it in the cinema. With Luther, they were like, "We've got Andy Serkis, and we can we can add a bit of bit of blood in there." Yeah. Now. They're going to go to Norway at well, one yeah, point? We can, we can, yeah, real we can, reason. We can have some snow in the car drives through a tunnel of snow <laughs> at one point. But that's also, what, that's what we can do. The whole thing of him going to Norway but not changing his outfit to accommodate for the... Like, he should be wearing a hat and a scarf, but he's still in his... Just gets out, yeah, just gets out the car and He has the, the looper outfit, which I don't think he'd do that if it wasn't for John Wick. If you don't have John Wick walking through the desert in, um, in John Wick 3... I don't think you get Luther walking through the snow in his... So like, also, he's a policeman. Why has he got, a, like, a, a comic book outfit? Like, it's the red the, tie. Yeah, red, red tie. tie. and his silly little jacket. Yeah. Well, his coat. And, like, oh, that's the Luther outfit. You're like, no, you wouldn't just wear the same clothes. That's a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's so much of it that makes it... I think my favourite is, like... It, and it, slight spoiler, but on my the, the one of the major scenes at the end is there's a load of the people are streaming it live as they're watching this scene unfold, mm. and they the way they do it is having like a hundred cameras all around a room as opposed to one camera split <laughs> into multiple streams yeah. because you can see them behind yeah. what's going on. So someone would have paid for a stream that just sees the back of Andy Serkis's head, <laughs> nothing else. And I'm just sat there going, what? Yeah, it was none of this makes any they sense. They try and make it like just because all oh, look at all the red lights that are yeah. on the cameras yeah. just for this. Shot and then Andy Circus wears the worst wig. Oh, it's, it's amazing! Yeah. Glued on blonde wig. It's like Michael Fabrican. <laughs> and everyone goes, "Oh!" And like, because he's you know a villain who you don't know is villain. He works with people's lives. How do people not know he's dodgy? When if someone comes in wearing that hair, you're like, "Come on, you're hiding something, mate." There's no way that's a real person. And also, if you you think of Idris Elba, like he's threatening, isn't he? He's like some of the stuff that Luther's done. He's he knocked the shit out of people. You're like, who's he going to go toe to toe with? <laughs> uh, Andy Serkis. <laughs> Coming up to his 50s. I, I assume, is he like mid 50s now, Andy Serkis? Yeah, but I think it is over us too. Yeah, but like, you, you still wouldn't start a fight with it. Just over, <laughs> <would you? laughs> I wouldn't start a fight with Andy Serkis. He seems like a lovely I guy. would. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right, so we've got a couple here that we've nominated. Any more that you want to throw out, Luke, um, uh, should not have bombed? Uh, flushed away. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people think that film should have been flushed away. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, know, I, know lot, I know a lot of people. It's not Arpen's strongest, and it's mm. them going into doing... 3D animation instead of doing stop motion animation, yes. but it's the same type of models as they have had in all their other films. So this was Ardman. Like Ardman is a UK studio that built up a lot of goodwill on the background that they did stop motion animation, and their their key heroes were Wallace and Gromit. And then not only, well, I think do you think it would have been worse if they'd done a digital Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, because yeah. that's like all all the Morrison Gromit stuff has always been yeah. stop motion. So I think if they went into 3D, it would have been weird. Because the thing with Flushed Away, there are so many Morrison Gromit references. Like you see mm. Gromit's head as a pencil top yeah. at one point. I mean, they're designed in the same style. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's with stop motion, there's just a, a love of the craft that you see there. And it, yeah, CGI artists work hard, really hard if they work for Marvel, where they're not allowed to see the kids anymore. But <laughs> if the, you can just see everything, like it's, it's the same thing of like practical effects versus CGI, where you know that thing was there, it existed. Yeah. What's the, what was it? With, with DreamWorks, because they, they signed a contract mm. with Chicken Run in 2000, mm. and then they still, I think DreamWorks released Chicken Run then Wallace and Gromit cursed the were-rabbit. But then when it came to Flushed Away, because Flushed Away was a bomb, they just cancelled the contract with Arbor <laughs> and didn't work with them anymore. But how did they not work out? Like, uh, Chicken Run, stop motion. Curse the were-rabbit, stop motion. And those... So, Smash hit. So those are both... So Chicken Run is still the highest grossing, um, I think, animated movie? Or I think mm. just stop motion animated movie. Until my stop motion se sex tape comes out, yes. <laughs> Which took fucking ages to film, I'll be honest with you. And even Wallace Grom Gromit Curse of the Were Rabbit is still one of the highest grossing. Yes. And then Flushed Away, yeah, it just wasn't as. Yeah, because when you think like highest grossing animated movies, you think like, oh, it must be a Pixar or something like that. But like Curse of the Were Rabbit and Chicken One, yeah. Chicken One yeah. are maybe, still, still up there. Yeah. Dominating. But then, yeah, Flushed Away. Maybe like if Flushed Away had been a success, though, does that change the way where Ardman goes? I, yeah, I don't know if they would have still. I don't know because they were still like doing short films and that on yeah. the side, and some TV stuff. So I don't know if they would have stayed with three D animation. Because yeah. I think even when you see interviews of them talking about this, they were a bit like, "Oh, it's something that we weren't really too sure on." But DreamWorks, they were kind of pushed to into doing do it. Yeah, they? DreamWorks yeah. wanted them to do it. Even when DreamWorks were with the Curse of the Were Rabbit, they wanted them to get rid of Peter Salas, you know, who voices yeah. Wallace. They wanted them to be like. Get rid of him. Get an American person yeah. in to come and voice <laughs> to come and voice Wallace. And we don't want you to do all this any northern stuff in the film. Mm. We want you to be adding more American stuff, American sayings, and it's like that's not what what yeah. some Gromit are about. He, he was originally going to be a crip, wasn't he? And <laughs> that was the the confrontation yeah. was the, the the lady in it was going to be one of the buds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he eventually shoots up the bakery, which is quite sad, but. Then they changed it back to he likes cheese. Yeah. She likes cheese. Vin Diesel is good as Gromit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke, Luke Poulton, TikToker, um, and absolute lad. <laughs> what would you say? So, obviously, we, we answer the, the big question at the end of each show. What would you say is the best movie to have bombed? Um, the Iron Giant. 
Iron Giant. We're going with the Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah, we are going with okay, the Iron Giant. Okay, there we go. So that's our, the one I love. Yeah. That's our big recommendation. Uh, everyone, if you message Luke, he'll go on, he's going to send you the money to buy it on Prime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that we can, we can see that jump up. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Luke. Do you mind sticking around for our little character game at yeah. the end? Super. Okay, so, Luke, we're going to play the character scenario game. Are you excited? Yes. Okay, I'll ask you to put your jeans back on, and then we will play. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, each week, we ask our guests to pick a character, and then I'm going to give you four scenarios in which uh, any of the this... Oh, God, I fucked that up. You said that character. character. <laughs> <laughs> so, each week, we ask our guests to pick an actor or actress... Uh, and they're gonna pick fucking hell. I absolutely smashed the rest of this pod. This has gone well. <laughs> so each week we ask. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so Luke, each week we ask our guests to pick an actor, and I'm going to give you four different scenarios, and you can choose any of this actor's characters to help you out in these situations. But you're not allowed to reuse a character. Okay, so do not fuck this up, Luke. All right, a lot riding on this. <laughs> so, situation one. Right, oh, I, I should probably ask, who have you chosen? Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh, nice. Solid, good body of work, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Uh, if I'm going to remember. One of these is actually, who would you get to do an English accent in <laughs> a vampire movie? So, <laughs> I know where the bastard sleeps. <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves in Dracula anyway. I think he's great. <laughs> When he gets that salt and pepper in his hair. Oh, fit. Right, so which Keanu Reeves character would you have for your corner man in a charity boxing match? So this is, he's got to come over, he's got to give you advice on fighting. If he's got to cut your eye open. Like if it needs cut and he wouldn't just cut your eye open. What's his name in Speed? Jack? Yeah, Jack, yeah. Jack Traven? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good choice. I think, I think he, yeah. you know, he's good at ask Tenner how to drive the Sunday boats to drive the bus <laughs> in, in speed. So I think he'd be helpful with that. But then also he might like he makes things worse in speed, doesn't he? Because he he goes underneath to defuse the bomb and ends up getting rid of all the petrol. So <laughs> he might like break your wrist as you as you come over. Uh, all right, so we're going with Jack. I think it's Jack Traven. It is. Yeah, smashed it. <laughs> all right, scenario two. Which Keanu Reeves character? Would you have pitch your automated toilet idea to Dragon's Den? I always get it mixed up. It's Bill, isn't it? No, it's Bill. not Bill. Is he Bill? Bill S. Preston? What you say? You're gonna go? Uh, do you know what? I think you, you get them together with that. If <laughs> yeah, you can't have Bill without Ted. He's Ted. Is he Ted? I don't. I, I, I was looking at another one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling he's Ted, isn't he's it? He's Ted. Okay. Uh... No, I've got really good knowledge of this right now. He's Ted. He's Ted, yeah. Yeah, Ted. So Ted. Yeah, I guess he'd have the confidence, wouldn't he? And he'd really believe in it. Yeah. And if he fucks it up... Yeah, Bill. uh... Well, he's got a time machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep doing it over and over Go back in time, kill the current dragons, wait till they recast, and then do it again. (laughs) Can I ask quickly, have either of you seen the movie Johnny Mnemonic? Yes. yes, with calories. Because I just, I'd never seen it. I just like the name of it. It's where you can have a hard drive put in your head that takes like two gigabyte. Yeah. Um, and the only way you can look at the internet is with virtual reality. Yeah, but it's, it's about a dystopian prophetic view of 2021. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And it's like, yeah, it just seems that he seems like a good character. Like someone who can like download a ton of information works in this yeah, corporate he's... hell world. So oh, that no, it's, it's, a, it's a mini disc. 
yeah. you, have <laughs> a mini, you have a mini disc in your head and you have to deliver that mini disc to someone. Yeah, there's a great scene in that where it's not working, so someone takes it out and blows into his head and then puts it back in. <laughs> um, which Keanu Reeves character would you get to steal a child's Willy Wonka golden ticket? It's in a film with Ali Wong where he's playing himself. He's just playing Keanu Reeves. Oh, uh, always be my maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called that. Yeah. So, he, because he, he plays he's Keanu Reeves. Himself, he's, <laughs> but it's a, like a over-the-top version yeah. of how he actually is, really isn't in real life. So you, yeah, that's a good loophole. You choose the character of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, which Keanu Reeves character would you get to beat you up so you don't have to go to work tomorrow? John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think the drawback there is though, if you're like John, I need you to beat me up so I don't have to go to work, you'd be headshot straight away. Yeah. So I never have to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks very much, Luke. Cheers for coming on. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, have you got any anything you want to promote? Anything, any socials you want to push? Um, I'm doing Camden Fringe in uh, in August, second uh, and fifth of August, doing my show Bad Movies, uh, taking people on a journey through the worst movies ever made. <laughs> um, so yeah, come along to that. Tickets are out now. Oh, there we go. Okay, Bad Movies at Camden Fringe. Thanks very much, Luke. Have an enjoyable life. You too. <laughs> <laughs>